Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 237 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So thrilled that you are here with me today as we are talking to Kristen Beck, who was a delight. And she is talking about that perennial question that we all have on quietening or quieting, depending on whether you are using American or British um, pronunciation, spelling, quieting that inner editor. We all need to work on doing that. We all have to learn how to do it. It is something that never goes away. So I know you're going to enjoy this delightful interview. All right. What is going on around here? As I was preparing to record, I was like, there's just nothing going on around here writing wise. I'm recovering from a migraine. So this will be quick. Uh, that's why the podcast is late. Yesterday when I normally would have done it, I just had to cancel everything and go to bed. And I felt very grateful to be self-employed that I could do that. Although if I was, if I put you out in any way, I apologize for that. I had to do that to a few people as I, as the migraine knocked me out. However, the migraine is also making my brain slow and I forgot that I have a book coming out this week as you listen to this episode. It comes out on Tuesday, May 11th. It is called Hush Little Baby and I think it's my best book yet. It is scary. It is intense. I was just texting with a uh, bookseller um, who loved it and we happened to be friends so we were texting and he said it was incredibly tense and really stressed him out in a good way oh it's it's so fun it's so fun and i'm very proud of this book it uh has a little tiny bit of sobriety in it which i am pleased with but it's just about a character who happens to be sober it's also about a character who happens to be queer this is definitely not me in this book but we always put pieces of ourselves in our books and I'm proud of this book. I hope that you like it. Also, I would like to invite you to something. Yes, you, you, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're listening, if you hear this in time, I would love you to come to the virtual launch party. I'm so excited about the launch party because for all of the books in my career that I have written, my launch parties are in person and they are in the Bay Area and friends come, fans come. It's fantastic, but it's the Bay Area. I am restricted geographically. This time for the first time, we are not restricted geographically. And my launch party, which is on Friday night, Friday, May 14th, if you're listening to this, 2021, I will be in conversation with Sarah Shepard of Pretty Little Liars at Murder by the Book, um, which is just the most wonderful thriller, murder, mystery, crime fiction bookstore in Houston, Texas. And it's really one of my top two bookstores in the world. And uh, the other one that I love is uh, Diesel Books or East Bay Booksellers. And that's because it happens to be my local bookseller. But otherwise, it would be Murder by the Book for sure. And I'm so pleased to be doing my lunch with them. So if you want to come, I would love it. We're just going to be chatting about books. We're going to be talking about writing. We're going to be talking about this particular book. And it is at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Friday, 
May 14th. And the link that you can go to to go to watch for free is murderbooks.com slash heron. Murderbooks.com slash H-E-R-R-O-N. All the information is there. I would really love it if you came. Plus, I'm really nervous that nobody will show up and then Murder by the Book will be unhappy with me. Um, but I hope that doesn't happen. Also, if you buy your book from them, pre-order it or order it that day, I will send you a signed book plate, signed, made out to whoever you want. And it's an awesome book plate. Dutton designed it for me and it's covered with blood spatter. You can actually see it in my Instagram stories or on my TikTok if you want to go find me there. But it is the best book plate that I've ever seen and you want it. Even if you get the book in um, e-version, send me proof of receipt in whatever way you want uh, to rachel at rachelheron.com and I will send you a book plate. So, But I really love to have you come uh, hear me talk to John at Murder Books and Sarah Shepard, who is an amazing writer. And it's going to be fun. Friday, May 14th. 7 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. You should come. Murderbooks.com slash Heron. All right. That's my um, push for that. Also, this week, I uh, my Fast Raptor memoir came out in German. So if you are a German speaker and you'd like to read that, please go do that. That's available. And that was exciting. Also, working on Fast Raptor memoir workbook questions. I'm, I'm doing a... a brand new workbook that goes along with that book. We're kind of optimizing uh, what we can. I'm doing that with my assistant, Ed, who is wonderful. Uh, But the thing that's really exciting this week is the release of Hush Little Baby. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you, oh, if you're looking at it, um, at me on the YouTube, if you're one of the few people who do that, most people do consume this with their ears, not their eyes, but the poster is behind me and it's such a good cover. I love it. So that is all the news that I have for you today. Let us jump into the interview with Kristen Beck. I know you're going to enjoy it. I hope that your writing is going well. I hope that you do not have a migraine and that there is no migraine in your future. And I believe in you. I believe in your writing, in your book. So please get a little writing done and come find me on the internet and tell me how it went. Okay, my friends. Bye. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my stop stalling and write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. All right. Well, I could not be more pleased to welcome to the show today, Kristen Beck. Hi, Kristen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am delighted to have you. Let me give you a little bit of an intro before we get started. Uh, Kristen Beck first learned about World War II from her grandmother, who served as a Canadian army nurse, fell in love with an American soldier in Belgium, and married him shortly after VE Day. Kristen thus grew up hearing stories about the war and has been captivated by the often unsung roles of women in history ever since. A former teacher, she holds a Bachelor of Arts in English from the University of Washington and a Master's in Teaching from Western Washington University. She lives in the Pacific Northwest with her husband and children. So welcome to the show. We are talking about writing and its process. Your first novel just Mm -hmm. came out, right? No, it's coming out actually in a few weeks. It's April 13th is the update. So by the time this show goes live, it will be out. Will you tell us, will you tell us the title and just a little bit about your book? 
Sure. So the book is called Courage, My Love, and it is about um, two women in the Italian resistance who lead very different lives. Um, and when the German occupation takes over in Rome, um, they're both pulled into the resistance and decide that they need to fight back. I am in love with all things Italian. So <laughs> when I was asked about this book, I'm only about halfway done with the book right now, but I am loving it. And it's, it's just so fun and beautiful. Where did this idea come to you from for these women? <laughs> Well, um, so when I was in my 20s, I lived in Italy two different times. Um, which Where? Once in Siena as oh, a student, I love Siena. and then just outside of Venice as a teacher for a semester. So yes, it was, it was pretty dreamy. Um, so I've always loved all things Italian as well. And, um, and I was looking, I, I was actually just sort of looking into women in the resistance in general during the war. Not totally searching for idea, ideas for books, just sort of interested. And I came across a newspaper article of the Staffette, which were uh, women couriers during the war in Italy. And I was just sort of um, captivated by that. I hadn't heard much about them. And so I started reading um, and kind of delved in the way historical nerds do. <laughs> and um, after a few weeks of reading about them, I just thought I really, would really like to write a book about these women. And then um, you did. And yes, and then I did. And here we are. And how does this, so this, this is a podcast about process and how we get the work done. How mm -hmm. did you fit this into your life and around your life? Where does, where does writing fit? Um, so my writing schedule tends to revolve around school schedules. Um, because how, I have, how old are the kids? Um, they are nearly nine and 11. Okay. So um, not super young anymore, uh, but I, t I tend to write when they are at school. So I kind of get everyone packed off for the day and then I sit down and I work for as many hours as I can, um, which on the good days is, is until it's pickup time. And, um, and then other days I have other business things to do for writing. Yeah. Yes. So what are you doing now? Are you working on the next book? I, I'm actually working on the third book. Um, I, so I had a two book contract when I sold Courage and um, wrote the second book last year um, during, well, it's still the pandemic, but really during <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah. And, um, and so that one is in editing right now and I am working on number three. How did you find um, both of those difficult things? How did you find learning how to write during the pandemic? And also, how did you find book two? Because the book two blues are real for a lot of, they were real for me. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you run into those? Actually, so book two, um, I feel very lucky because I understand where those book two blues would come from. And um, they didn't come to me on that book. Um, it's just a really, I, if, to me, it was a very compelling subject, and I felt like the book sort of took off and wrote itself. The hard part was that the pan I was about halfway through when the pandemic started, so my schedule, you know, was like everybody else's schedule, was kind of thrown on its end, um, and I finished the book with kids doing Zoom school and that kind of thing, <laughs> uh, but it worked out, and it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that book. Is that also historical? It's historical fiction. Um, it's about nurses. Uh, well, it's actually about a Swiss nurse and um, and then a Swiss Red Cross worker who both work for the Swiss Red Cross. And they're in occupied France and they help um, ultimately help kids who are refugees escape occupied France. Oh, how very cool. Yes. And it's based on real women. They were um, 
real characters. So it, it was, that might be what helped me beat the sophomore blues. The women were just so inspiring and their yeah. stories were amazing. And it made it, it made it feel relatively easy to write as easy as writing can be, <laughs> <laughs> which is never as easy as we want it to be ever. No. Except on like a random Tuesday, once a year, it's really easy. But other than that, yeah. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? So my biggest challenge, um, historically, it was always about finding time. Mm-hmm. When I first started writing, like when I first set out to write a novel, um, my kids were really little. They were like in preschool and a toddler age. And so then time was um, just really finite. And I was sort of sneaking in hours to write when they were at preschool, or I feel like I wrote almost a whole book when they were napping. <laughs> so that was really challenging. And then that that changed once they went to school. And suddenly I felt like I had a wealth of time and I had sold the book at that point. And so I was able to, to just work on it. Um, but in this past year, those early struggles of sort of time economy definitely cropped back up with the pandemic. Um, I found myself sort of back to my earlier days of, you know, getting up very early to write or writing after everyone was in bed at night. Um, but I was sort of grateful because I think in the past, I really had to learn how to do that. And I, I had those skills. I, I had sort of been through like time yeah. economy boot camp early on. Yeah. And you got to pull out those, that toolbox and, and use it again. That's mm-hmm. really, really clever. What is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? So my biggest joy is definitely those days when um, you just sort of drop into the zone and are in the, you know, the flow, the trance of the story world. And, um, and I always set an alarm because I go pick up my kids in the afternoon. So I set up an an alarm just to make sure I don't, you know, miss that. And I love the days when the alarm goes off and I'm just sort of jolted out of writing and realize that I've been lost in the story. That's, those are the most satisfying days for me. That's one of the hardest things for me about flow is it's, it always reminds me of sleep. Like you cannot enjoy it when you're in it. You mm-hmm. can only enjoy knowing that you were in it when you were jolted out of it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. You don't even realize that you are in it until right. suddenly the world sort of wakes you up. Yeah. Yeah. Darn world. Um, can you share a craft tip of any sort with us? Sure. So it's kind of related to that greatest joy. Um, and I feel like it's a fairly common craft tip, but I, it's, it's the one that to me is the most important. And that is when you're writing to try as much as possible to quiet that internal editor or that internal critic, um, that would like to find mistakes as you're working or remind you of things you still need to look up. Um, if you're writing historical fiction (laughs) in particular, um, I just feel like my very best writing comes when I'm sort of in that subconscious writing flow. And if I allow that editor, um, you know, that we all have in our minds to speak up at all, it just jolts me right out of that. And, and it can be very hard to get back into the story flow. How do you, how do you personally do that? How do you shut up that, that mean guy? Um, I think I just start working. I I think that's really (laughs) such a good, simple, (laughs) true answer. You just kind of ignore it and you just work. Just start typing. And it takes a while, you know, sometimes. And sometimes there are a few pages that get discarded along the way. But um, eventually I feel like the story takes over. That is also smart. Yeah. Music, I think, too. That's another one. I I often will, if if I'm just kind of stuck in the everyday world, um, I'll put on some music and try to help it sweep me off into somewhere else. Do you have playlists for your books or? 
Um, kind of random. Kind of random. I feel like I do feel like I return to certain songs for certain characters um, or certain moments in the book, but generally and random. Can you write to words or no words? Um, either one. Wow. I, I'm also impressed when people can write with words because I, and they literally end up just falling out of my fingertips. Like how yes. did that word get? Oh, it was in the song. Yeah. It was in the song. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do listen to a lot of piano music. I feel like piano music in the background is really kind of perfect. I just, I just read that Baroque is apparently something really, really good to stimulate our minds. The, the tempo of a lot of Baroque pieces and I'm planning on trying it, but I hadn't remembered it until this very moment. Uh, what thing in your life affects your writing in a surprising way? Um, well, this kind of get back, gets back to the whole time economy question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because when I started writing, it was I, I just didn't have much time to work. I developed um, habits. And I, I, I would often put on Curious George for my kids and sit down and write for the hour that they were watching that. And, um, and I also at that time was going to various classes and workshops on writing and people would talk about writer's block. And I always felt like at that time of my life, I didn't have the ability to have writer's block. Um, you You didn't have the time to have writer's block. No time for that. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time I wouldn't have said that that was benefiting my writing, but I feel like now, especially with this pandemic year, I realized how much that had stood me in good stead because I look back and I feel that um, I still have those habits of sitting down and not allowing myself to wait for inspiration or, um, you know, to go on social media or something like that, because um, I always feel like my time is finite, although it's less so now. So I think... Um, I think that's a surprising effect of yeah. those early years. I wouldn't have foreseen that that would be a helpful thing. It was a perfect boot camp for you. I'm reminded of, um, I learned to drive on this old Suzuki Jeep-like thing in the jungles of this island called Saipan. And it just was the worst thing. It was a you know standard and, and it was the worst vehicle. And my dad would always say like, if you could drive this, you could drive anything. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing. It, those it tools come back later. You. you we need those things. So that's, yeah. that's really awesome. That's a good analogy. What is the best book that you've read recently and why did you love it? So this is such a hard question, of course, for any writer um, or any reader. Um, I've read so many good ones lately and my, you know, my to be read list is so high and I, there's so many good ones on there too. I know. Um, but I think the one I'll talk about is a book that I actually read as an ARC, um, but it's out now. It came out in January and it is Our Darkest Night by Jennifer Robson. And um, it's so familiar, but I, I I don't know anything about it. It's well, it's another book about Italy during World War II. So I couldn't wait to read it because um, there aren't that many books about Italy yeah. during World War II out there. And uh, and I knew um, maybe a few months before I was asked to read it that she was working on it. And I was really curious how she was going to um, tackle a similar subject to my book. Yeah. And uh, and it was just a beautiful book. It's really heartbreaking and uplifting. Um, and it's about a Jewish woman who has to go into hiding during the German occupation and her life in hiding. And I just thought she, it was beautifully done and very different than my book, which was also interesting, you know, and fun to see. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend that book to anybody. Did you find a relief knowing that it was so different from yours? Um, I don't know if I thought about it that way. I was just interested. I, you know, I was curious to see how 
a different writer would tackle, you know, the same period in the same setting. Um, but I don't think I was too worried about it being similar. And I, I knew going in that it was a different topic than my book. Yeah. Did you, or were you reading it for a blurb? Yes. And have you talked to her about the book? Have you guys communicated at all that way? A little bit around oh, the time that I sent the blurb, a little bit. Yes. And she read mine. She's read my book too. So um, yeah. So we're going to have a chance to talk about that actually for my launch event. Ah, um, perfect. That's what yeah. I was wondering if they were putting you together in some way. I think that's, that's awesome. I have gained uh, two of my best, best friends just from blurbing and then from reaching out to each other afterwards and saying, Hey, that was great. I was just emailing with Holly Robinson who we blurbed each other. And then it really becomes this community, this friendship. Mm-hmm. So, or, or it can. So I'm yes. really glad to hear that. Yeah. Okay. So um, where can we find you online? Where do you, where do you prefer to be found? found? Um, so I'm on Instagram and I have a Facebook page, um, a writing Facebook page. So it's Kristen Beck author is my handle on both of those. Um, and then I also have a website, which is also kristenbeckauthor.com. So I can be found on any of those places. Um, right before we go, cause we still have a little bit of time here. Tell me how you are feeling. Cause this is, people love hearing this. How are you feeling about being a debut author and coming out in just a few weeks? How, what's your heart doing? Well, it's definitely a mixture of joy and nerves, right? <laughs> you know, it's a big transition. Um, and I think the, the pandemic plays a role because it wasn't something that when I imagined, coming out with a debut book would be at play. Um, so everything's online. And in some ways that's wonderful because we can reach more people and there are more ways to have conversations um, with yeah. the online platforms. But um, it is a shift from what I had initially imagined. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly, I'm very excited. I'm definitely excited and a little nervous. <laughs> what are you going to do the day the book comes out? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you have to have some kind of celebration. I should have a celebration. I don't know what I'll do though. <laughs> I would love to say that I would go out to lunch or something, but we're not quite there yet. Right. I know. I know. Um, but do think about it. Cause I, that it's just such, it is such a special day and it only happens the one time I remember, I remember, um, my debut morning, I woke up and I really just felt like the whole world looked different to me, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you know, the next day I was back to normal, but that day was really, really cool. So that day you're officially an author, right? Are bookstores open in your area? They are. They are open here. Mm-hmm. May I recommend just going to look at your book? Oh, that's a good tip. Yes. That, that's what I did with a bunch of friends. We had like six or seven bookstores that we were going to go to in order until we found a copy and hope, you know, we would, we hoped that we would find, find a copy, but I found one at the first place, Books Inc. in Alameda, and it was there. And then we just crossed the street and went to the bar. And I don't remember much after that, but uh, just, <laughs> just seeing it on the shelves, I would recommend doing that. Yes. That sounds like a perfect <laughs> day. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to us, Kristen, and may it fly from the shelves. We wish you all the best with this thank and you your so future much. books. Okay. Take care. Bye. Yes. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. 
Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.